0: The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com.
1: We've reached Friday already with all kinds of opportunities for holiness ahead of us. I'm Paul Sada. Good morning. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Friday, June 18th in the year of our Lord, 2021, Friday of the 11th week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's liturgical year B, cycle one. Friday is a day to pray the sorrowful mysteries of the Rosary. And our saint today is Saint Gregory Barbarigo, born in 1625 of a very old distinguished Venetian family. Embraced a diplomatic career, then became a priest and was soon consecrated as the first bishop of Bergamo. Later on he was elevated to the rank of cardinal and given authority over the diocese of Padua. St. Gregory Barbarigo worked unceasingly in carrying out the reforms set forth by the Council of Trent. Seminaries of both Bergamo and Padua were substantially enlarged. At Padua he also added a library and a printing press. St. Gregory Barbarigo died in 1697. St. Gregory Barbarigo, pray for us, and let's offer this day to the Lord. Oh Jesus, I come before you at the beginning of this day. I gaze at your face. I look upon your side, pierced by the lance. Your wounded heart speaks to me of God's love poured out for us. Take, Lord, receive my heart. The words of faith that I speak, the works of justice I would do, my joys and sufferings. When I come to the Eucharistic table, gather my offerings to your own for the life of the world. At the end of the day, place me with Mary, your mother, and for her sake, take me to your heart. Amen. And we join Pope Francis in praying for young people who are preparing for marriage with the support of a Christian community. May they grow in love,
2: my Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. Well, this is a very special moment because I'm standing right now in Acadia National Park, way up in the northern parts of Maine, almost in Canada. And it's a beautiful place. I'm standing in the middle of a spruce forest and you could practically hear a pin drop You may hear behind me, the chirp of birds. It's a beautiful place. I'm surrounded by God's grandeur. The world is charged with the grandeur of God. This is how Gerard Manley Hopkins describes nature. We can pray with nature. It's a wonderful thing to do. And perhaps this summer we can take advantage of better weather to get out and to drink in the beauty of creation. This is a wonderful way for us to pray. And I'm here walking through the woods and I see a lot of trees, a lot of growth, a lot of plants, and also a lot of insects. In fact, I had to put on insect repellent to protect myself from mosquitoes and other bugs. And today's gospel talks about certain insects, insects that can be problematic you, Lord, refer to moths and to wormwoods. And these are insects which, of course, give glory to God, just like everything that he creates, but they can also cause problems and they can kind of get into, uh, into the things that we use and that we know and, and wreak havoc, as it were. We read in today's gospel, Jesus said to his disciples, do not store up treasures for yourselves on earth, where moths and woodworms destroy them, and thieves can break in and steal. But store up treasures for yourselves in heaven, where neither moth nor woodworms destroy them, and thieves cannot break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Moths and woodworms, these insects that, if we're not careful, can get in and destroy, just like thieves who break in and steal. Let's think a bit about this imagery that you, Jesus, present to us. I remember when I was a child growing up, I distinctly remember the the pungent smell of mothballs, those mothballs that my mother would use, putting them in the closets around our house, um, to repel the presence of moths. I also remember we had a summer home where there was a, a closet made of pine wood. We called it the gerbil closet because it smelled like those, those wood chips that are used in gerbil cages. And that pine wood, again, is meant to repel moths. And as a kid, I always wondered, well, what's the big, what's the big deal? You know, what's, what's the problem with a, with a, with a harmless moth? You, know, you can swat them away. You can kill them so easily until, as an adult, <laughs> I, I lost a sweater to a moth, right? The moth was in one of my, it got into one of my sweaters and ate all these holes in it, right? It, unbeknownst to me, silently, the moth was working away and wreaking havoc on my clothing, leaving it filled with holes. What about wormwoods? I remember living in Rome in a house that had a lot of old furniture. And so one of the chores for us in the house uh, was to, was called wormwood duty, right? Where two people would mask up and use these like little guns that were filled with poison and they would go and meticulously ident- uh, examine each piece of furniture that was made of wood and identify those little holes where the wormwoods had gotten in, and they would squirt those holes and fill them with with poison to kill off the wormwoods, and then they would seal off the holes to keep them from invading the wood again. Because if not, that wood, little by little, gets destroyed from the inside. The wormwoods burrow themselves into the wood and start creating these pathways, and little by little... They break up the furniture, destroying it from within. Moths, wormwoods, their work is is small. It's tiny. They're tiny little things. They work silently and gradually, but over time they can destroy what what they're eating, right? What they're consuming. And Jesus, you use this imagery to speak of the heart. And we know that this is the case, that if we're not careful, we can foster certain desires or certain thoughts in our heart that can eat us up on the inside. We can foster wormwoods who eat away at us little by little. When our heart should be whole, it should be integral, it should be entirely given over to God. In fact, we want our heart to be stored up for heaven. We want our treasures to be above where God is, not attached to the things here below that can create all sorts of wormwoods or moths in our heart. Do not store up treasures for yourselves on earth where moths and woodworms destroy them. Thieves can break in and steal. Isn't it true that sometimes we give our heart away to the wrong things? We, we latch on to certain attachments that we think are going to give us pleasure, we think are going to fulfill us, but then they leave us empty inside. They leave us uh, feeling worse than before. Well, that's a little bit like the action of the wormwood in the wood, right? It slowly, gradually carves out all these holes, or the moth that eats up the cloth, leaving it with holes. Our heart can also be left like in a vacuum when we give it away, to loves with a lowercase l, they don't satiate. And Augustine reminds us so often, right? We, we go back to that phrase from confessions often in our prayer, where St. Augustine says, the heart is restless. We could say the heart is empty. The heart is aching until it rests in God, right? Only God can fill the heart and make it whole. And so this is a good time for us to to pray for the virtue of purity, right, the whole idea of the virtue of purity, of chastity is to keep our heart whole, to keep it integral when there are all sorts of, of things that can beckon the heart and pull it in all sorts of different directions and leave it empty. And this is the experience we have of lust, the experience we have of impurity, right, it leaves us empty inside, filled with holes. But Lord, you want us holy for yourself. You want us given completely over to you. And that all of the other loves of our life, because we have many loves, right? many, many people listening to this, to this 10 Minutes with Jesus have spouses, they have children, they have parents. These are, these are authentic loves that we give ourselves to, that we truly love with all of our heart, but always passing through the heart of Christ never letting any of our loves become possessive, to become um, detrimental to our relationship with God. Because if that were to become the case, then those loves would be like moths, like wormwoods, that get in and destroy. I see this beauty all around me here in these woods, and I move to raise my heart to God, just like we say in the Mass, "Sursum corda, lift up your hearts. Right? Let us lift up our hearts and look upward to the heavens to place our heart on higher things. Even when there are mosquitoes and ticks and moss and wormwoods all around us, we don't let them pull us down. We don't let them distract us from what is essential. We can ask Our Lady, Mother Mary, who is the Queen of Purity. Right, She who we just celebrated the other day, her immaculate heart. Right? Her heart was full. There were no holes there. There were no wormwoods. Her heart was completely centered on her son. We ask her for that same purity. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help in putting them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me.
1: More of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. We'll pray in just a couple of minutes. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Friday, June eighteenth, two 2021, Friday of the 11th week in Ordinary Time. I'm Paul Sadek. We begin the liturgical day by joining with the whole church in prayer led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings.
3: Lord, open my lips, and
1: and my my mouth mouth will proclaim proclaim your praise.
4: Come, let us give thanks to the Lord, for God's great love is without end. Come, let us give thanks to the Lord, for God's great love is without end. Come, let us sing to the Lord, and shout with joy to the rock who saves us. Let us approach him with praise and thanksgiving, and sing joyful songs to the Lord. Come, Come, let let us give thanks thanks to the Lord, Lord, for God's God's great love is without without end. end.
3: The Lord is God, the mighty God, the great King over all the gods. He holds in his hands the depths of the earth and the highest mountains as well. He made the sea, it belongs to him, the dry land too, for it was formed by his hands. Come,
4: Come, let let us give give thanks thanks to the Lord, for God's great love is without end. Come then, let us bow down and worship Bending the knee before the Lord, our Maker. For he is our God, and we are his people. The flock he shepherds. Come, let us give thanks thanks to the Lord, for God's great love is without without end.
3: Today, listen to the voice of the Lord. Do not grow stubborn as your fathers did in the wilderness, when at Meribah and Massah they challenged me and provoked me, although they had seen all of my works. Come, Come, let let us give thanks thanks to to the Lord, for God's
4: great love is without without end. Forty years I endured that generation, I said, they are a people whose hearts go astray, and they do not know my ways. So I swore in my anger, they shall not enter into my rest. Come, Come, let us give give thanks to the Lord, Lord, for for God's great love is without without end.
3: Glory to the Father and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as
4: As it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us give thanks to the Lord, for God's great love is without end.
5: I am worn out with crying, with longing for my God. I I am worn worn out out with crying. crying, With With longing longing for for my God. God. Save me, O God, for the waters have risen to my neck. I have sunk into the mud of the deep, and there is no foothold. I have entered the waters of the deep, and the waves overwhelm me. I am wearied with all my crying. My throat is parched. My eyes are wasted away from looking for my God. More numerous than the hairs on my head are those who hate me without cause. Those who attack me with lies are too much for my strength. How can I restore what I have never stolen? O God, you know my sinful folly. My sins you can see. Let those who hope in you not be put to shame through me. Lord of hosts, let not those who seek you be dismayed through me. God of Israel, it is for you that I suffer taunts, that shame covers my face, that I have become a stranger to my brothers, an alien to my own mother's sons. I burn with zeal for your house, and taunts against you fall on me. When I afflict my soul with fasting, they make it a taunt against me. When I put on sackcloth in the morning, then they make me a byword. THE GOSSIP OF MEN AT THE GATES, THE SUBJECT OF DRUNKARDS' SONGS. GLORY TO THE FATHER AND TO THE SON AND TO THE HOLY SPIRIT, AS As IT
3: WAS was IN THE BEGINNING, beginning, IS is NOW, now, AND and WILL BE forever. FOREVER. AMEN.
6: I AM WORN OUT WITH CRYING, WITH LONGING FOR MY GOD. I NEEDED FOOD, AND THEY GAVE ME GALL. I WAS PARCHED WITH THIRST, AND THEY GAVE ME VINEGAR. I needed food,
7: and and they they gave me gall. I was parched with thirst, and they they gave me vinegar.
6: This is my prayer to you, my prayer for your favor. In your great love, answer me, O God, with your help that never fails. Rescue me from sinking in the mud. Save me from my foes. Save me from the waters of the deep, lest the waves overwhelm me. Do not let the deep engulf me, nor death close its mouth on me. Lord, answer, for your love is kind. In your compassion, turn towards me. Do not hide your face from your servant. Answer quickly, for I am in distress. Come close to my soul and redeem me. Ransom me, pressed by my foes. You know how they taunt and deride me. My oppressors are all before you haunts have broken my heart. I have reached the end of my strength. I looked in vain for compassion for counselors. Not one could I find. For food they gave me poison. In my thirst they gave me vinegar to drink. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. I needed needed food, food, and and they gave me gall. I was parched with thirst, and they gave me vinegar.
7: Seek the Lord, and you will live.
6: Seek the Lord, and you will live.
7: As for me, in my poverty and pain, let your help, O God, lift me up. I will praise God's name with a song. I will glorify Him with thanksgiving, a gift pleasing God more than oxen more than beasts prepared for sacrifice. The poor, when they see it, will be glad, and God-seeking hearts will revive. For the Lord listens to the needy and does not spurn his servants in their chains. Let the heavens and the earth give him praise, the sea and all its living creatures. For God will bring help to Zion and rebuild the cities of Judah, and men shall dwell there in possession." The sons of his servants shall inherit it. Those who love his name shall dwell there. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As, As it was, was in the beginning, beginning is now, now and, and will, will be, be forever. forever. Amen.
6: Let us pray. God, our Father, to show the way of salvation, you chose that the standard of the cross should go before us, and you fulfilled the ancient prophecies in Christ. Passover from death to life. Do not let us rouse your burning indignation by sin, but rather through the contemplation of his wounds. Make us burn with zeal for the honor of your church, and with grateful love for you. Seek the Lord, Lord, and you you will live. live. The Lord will teach us his ways, and we will follow in his footsteps.
5: A reading from the book of Judges. The Israelites again Offended the Lord, who therefore delivered them into the power of the Philistines for forty years. There was a certain man from Zorah of the clan of the Danites, whose name was Manoah. His wife was barren and had borne no children. An angel of the Lord appeared to the woman and said to her, Though you are barren and have had no children, yet you will conceive and bear a son. Now then be careful to take no wine or strong drink, and to eat nothing unclean. As for the son you will conceive and bear, no razor shall touch his head. For this boy is to be consecrated to God from the womb. It is he who will begin the deliverance of Israel from the power of the Philistines. The woman went and told her husband, A man of God came to me. He had the appearance of an angel of God, terrible indeed. I did not ask him where he came from, nor did he tell me his name. But he said to me, You will be with child and will bear a son. So take neither wine nor strong drink and eat nothing unclean, for the boy shall be consecrated to God from the womb until the day of his death. Manoah then prayed to the Lord. O Lord, I beseech you, he said, may the man of God whom you sent return to us to teach us what to do for the boy who will be born. God heard the prayer of Manoah, and the angel of God came again to the woman as she was sitting in the field. Since her husband Manoah was not with her, the woman ran in haste, and told her husband. "'The man who came to me the other day has appeared to me,' she said to him. So Manoah got up and followed his wife. When he reached the man, he said to him, "'Are you the one who spoke to my wife?' "'Yes,' he answered. Then Manoah asked, "'Now, when that which you say comes true, what are we expected to do for the boy?' The angel of the Lord answered Manoah, Your wife is to abstain from all the things of which I spoke to her. She must not eat anything that comes from the vine, nor take wine or strong drink, nor eat anything unclean. Let her observe all that I have commanded her. Then Manoah said to the angel of the Lord, Can we persuade you to stay while we prepare a kid for you? But the angel of the Lord answered Manoah. Although you press me, I will not partake of your food, but if you will, you may offer a holocaust to the Lord. Not knowing that it was the angel of the Lord, Manoah said to him, What is your name that we may honor you when your words come true? The angel of the Lord answered him, Why do you ask my name, which is mysterious? Then Manoah took the kid with a cereal offering and offered it on the rock to the Lord, whose works are mysteries. While Manoah and his wife were looking on, as the flame rose to the sky from the altar, the angel of the Lord ascended in the flame of the altar. When Manoah and his wife saw this, they fell prostrate to the ground. But the angel of the Lord was seen no more by Manoah and his wife. Then Manoah, realizing that it was the angel of the Lord, said to his wife, We will certainly die, for we have seen God. But his wife pointed out to him, If the Lord had meant to kill us, he would not have accepted a holocaust and cereal offerings from our hands, nor would he have let us see all this just now, or hear what we have heard. The woman bore a son, and named him Samson. The boy grew up, and the Lord blessed him. The Spirit of the Lord first stirred in him in Mahanadan, which is between Zora and Eshtaul. The Word of the Lord. The angel said to Zechariah, Your wife will bear you a son, and you must name him John. He will drink no wine or any strong drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from his mother's womb.
6: For the boy is to be a Nazarite, consecrated to God.
5: The angel of the Lord appeared to the wife of Manoah and said to her, you shall conceive and bear a son, and no razor must touch his head. For
0: the
6: boy is to be a Nazarite, consecrated to God.
0: A reading from a treatise on the Lord's Prayer by St. Cyprian, Bishop and Martyr. Christ clearly laid down an additional rule to bind us by a certain contractual condition. We ask that our debts be forgiven, in so far as we forgive our own debtors. Thus we are made aware that we cannot obtain what we ask regarding our own trespasses unless we do the same for those who trespass against us. This is why he says elsewhere, The measure you give will be the measure you get. And the servant who, after his master forgives all his debt, refuses to forgive his fellow servant, is thrown into prison. Because he refused to be kind to his fellow servant, he lost the favor his master had given him. Along with his other precepts, Christ lays this down even more forcefully with a most vigorous condemnation. He says, When you stand up to pray, if you have anything against anyone, let it go, so that your Heavenly Father may also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive you your trespasses. You will have no excuse on the Day of Judgment." For then you will be judged just as you have judged, and you will suffer whatever you have done to others. God bids us to be peace-loving, harmonious, and of one mind in his house. He wants us to live with the new life he gave us at our second birth. As sons of God, we are to abide in peace. As we have one spirit, we should be one in mind and heart. Thus God does not receive the sacrifice of one who lives in conflict. And he orders us to turn back from the altar and be first reconciled with our brother, that God, too, may be appeased by the prayers of one who is at peace. The greatest offering we can make to God is our peace, harmony among fellow Christians, a people united with the unity of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. When Cain and Abel first offered their sacrifices, God considered not so much the gifts as the spirit of the giver. God was pleased with Abel's offering because he was pleased with his spirit. Thus Abel, the just man, the peacemaker, in his blameless sacrifice, taught men that when they offer their gift at the altar, they should approach, as he did, in the fear of God, simplicity of heart, ruled by justice and peaceful harmony. Since this was the character of Abel's offering, it was only right that he himself should afterward become a sacrifice. As martyrdom's first witness, and possessing the Lord's qualities of justice and peace, he foreshadowed the Lord's passion in the glory of his own death. Such then are the men who are crowned by the Lord, and will be justified with him on the day of judgment. But St. Paul and the sacred scriptures tell us that the quarrelsome man and the troublemaker, who is never at peace with his brothers, cannot escape the charge of internal dissension, even though he may die for Christ's name. For it is written, He who hates his brother is a murderer, nor can he attain the kingdom of heaven. God cannot abide a murderer. He cannot be united with Christ, who has preferred to imitate Judas rather than Christ.
6: I implore you to lead a life worthy of the vocation to which you have been called. Be careful to preserve the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace.
5: There There is is but but one one hope given given to to you by your your calling.
6: May God grant you to live in harmony with one another, so that together you may glorify God with one voice.
5: There There is but but one hope hope given given to you by your calling.
6: Let us pray. O God, strength of those who hope in you, graciously hear our pleas. And since without you mortal frailty can be nothing, grant us always the help of your grace. And in following your commands, we may please you by our resolve and our deeds. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit,
1: God forever and ever. Amen. Today's gospel in conversation with God and morning prayer are all coming up on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. 20 minutes before the hour on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. I'm Paul Sadiq. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, the Lord tells his disciples what kind of treasures to store up. From the sixth chapter of the Gospel of Matthew. Do not lay
6: up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust consume and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust consumes and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. The eye is the lamp of the body. So, if your eye is sound, your whole body will be full of light, but If your eye is not sound, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how great
1: is the darkness. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, all of the daily mass readings are on the relevant radio app. Our Lord reminds us to keep watch over what we consider to be most important because that's what will guide or mislead our interior life. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 3 Ordinary Time. Our Lord advises us not to pile up treasures on earth because they do not last long, being fragile and perishable, moth and rust consume, or thieves break in and steal. However much we manage to accumulate in life, there is little point to it. Nothing on earth is worth putting our heart into in an absolute way. Our heart is made for God and for the noble things of this earth in Him. It is useful for all of us to ask ourselves frequently, what do I give my heart to? Exactly what is my treasure? What do I think about usually? What is the focal point of my most intimate concern? Is it God, present in the tabernacle, perhaps at a short distance from where I live or from the office where I work? Or on the contrary, is it my business, my study, or my work that occupies the foremost place? Or could it be unsatisfied selfish dreams or hungry desires to have more? Many men and women, if they were honest, would perhaps find themselves obliged to reply, i think about myself yes only about myself and about people and things to do with my own interests but we need to keep our heart fixed on god on the mission we have received from him and on other persons and things for god's sake jesus with his infinite wisdom tells us lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust consumes And where thieves do not break in and steal for where your treasure is there will your heart be also our heart is placed in the lord because he is the one real and absolute treasure not health or prestige or any feeling of well-being can be our treasure only christ And for his sake, in an ordered way, our treasure subsumes all the other noble aspirations and duties of an ordinary Christian life. The life of a Christian who, by divine vocation, finds himself situated precisely here in the world. In a special way, our Lord wishes us to put our heart into serving the persons of the particular human or supernatural family we have. Those who ordinarily are the ones we have to lead to God in the first place and who constitute for us the first object we ought to sanctify. Concern for others helps man to break free from his selfishness, to grow in generosity, and in consequence to find true joy. He who knows he has been called by our Lord to follow him closely no longer regards himself as the center of the universe because he has found many to serve in whom he sees Christ in need. The example of parents or of brothers and sisters in the home is on many occasions of real value for the other members of the family who, from it, learn to see the world from a Christian viewpoint. The family is of such importance by the divine will that, in it, the evangelizing action of the church has its beginning. It is the first appropriate environment for sowing the seed of the gospel and the one in which parents and children, like living cells, go on assimilating the Christian ideal of serving God and the brethren. It is a splendid place for apostolate. Let us examine today whether our family is like this, to see if we are like a leaven which day after day goes on transforming, little by little, those who live with us. Let us see whether indeed we are praying constantly as we should to our Lord for our brothers and sisters, or our children's vocations and for the vocations of our parents that they may move towards a complete dedication to god for this is the greatest grace the lord could give them the real and precious treasure that with your help many of them can find in conversation with god by francis fernandez is published by scepter publishers you'll find it at your local catholic bookstore Let's pray with the whole church now. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance.
7: Lord, make haste to help me.
6: Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning,
7: is now, and will be forever.
6: Amen. Alleluia.
5: You alone I have grieved by my sin. Have pity on me, O Lord. You alone I have have grieved grieved by my sin.
6: Have pity on on me, me, O O Lord. Lord.
5: Have mercy on me, God, in your kindness. In your compassion blot out my offense. O wash me more and more from my guilt and cleanse me from my sin.
6: My offenses truly I know them. My sin is always before me. Against you, you alone have I sinned. What is evil in your sight, I have done.
5: That you may be justified when you give sentence, and be without reproach when you judge. O see, in guilt I was born. A sinner was I conceived.
6: Indeed, you love truth in the heart then in the secret of my heart teach me wisdom. O purify me, then I shall be clean. O wash me, I shall be whiter than snow.
5: Make me hear rejoicing and gladness that the bones you have crushed may revive. From my sins turn away your face and blot out all my
6: guilt. A pure heart create for me and my tongue shall ring out your goodness. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall declare your praise.
5: For in sacrifice you take no delight. Burnt offering from me you would refuse. My sacrifice, a contrite spirit, a humbled, contrite heart you will not
4: spurn.
6: In your goodness, show favor to Zion, rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will be pleased with lawful sacrifice, holocaust offered on your altar.
5: Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, is now, now, and and will be be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Father, he who knew no sin was made sin for us, to save us and restore us to your friendship. Look upon our contrite heart and afflicted spirit and heal our troubled conscience, so that in joy and strength of the Holy Spirit we may proclaim your praise and glory before all the nations.
6: You alone alone I have grieved by my sin. Have have pity pity on me, O Lord.
5: Truly we know our offenses, Lord, for we have sinned against you. Truly we know our offenses, Lord,
6: for For we have have sinned sinned against 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 you. Let my eyes stream with tears day and night without rest, over the great destruction which overwhelms the virgin daughter of my people, over her incurable wound.
5: If I walk out into the field, look, those slain by the sword. If I enter the city, look, those consumed by hunger. Even the prophet and the priest forage in a land they know not.
6: Have you cast Judah off completely? Is Zion loathsome to you? Why have you struck us a blow that cannot be healed? We
5: wait for peace to no avail, for a time of healing, but terror comes instead. We recognize, O oh Lord, our wickedness, the guilt of our fathers that we have sinned against you.
6: For your name's sake, spurn us not, disgrace us, not the throne of your glory. Remember your covenant with us and break it not.
5: Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit.
6: As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Truly we know our offenses, Lord,
4: for For we we have sinned sinned against you. you.
6: The Lord is God. We are his people. The flock he shepherds. The Lord Lord is God. God. We We are are his His people. people, The The flock flock He he shepherds.
7: Cry out with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before Him, singing for joy.
6: Know that He, the Lord, is God. He made us. We belong to Him. We are His people, the sheep of His flock.
7: Go within His gates, giving thanks. Enter His courts with songs of praise. Give thanks to Him and bless His name.
6: Indeed, how good is the Lord, eternal His merciful love. He is faithful from age to age.
7: Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit,
6: as As it was was in in the beginning, beginning, is now,
7: now, and and will will be be forever. forever. Amen.
6: With joy and gladness we cry out to you, Lord, and ask you, Open our hearts to sing your praises and announce your goodness and truth. Let us pray. God, devoted to us as a Father, you created us as a sign of your power and elected us your people to show your goodness. Accept the thanks your children offer that all men may enter your courts, praising you in song. The Lord is God. We are, we are his, his people, people the, the flock he
7: shepherds. A reading from the second letter to the Corinthians. I willingly boast of my weakness that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I am content with weakness, with mistreatment, with distress, with persecutions and difficulties for the sake of Christ. For when I am powerless, It is then that I am strong. The word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. God. At daybreak, be merciful to me. At At daybreak, be be merciful merciful to me. Make known to me the path I must walk.
6: Be Be merciful merciful to to me. me.
7: Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit.
6: At daybreak, be be merciful merciful to me. me.
5: Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy
7: Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen.
6: Amen. The Lord has come to his people and set them free. Raising our eyes to Christ, who was born and died and rose again for his people, let us cry out, Save those you have redeemed by your blood, Lord. Save Save those those you have have redeemed redeemed by by your blood, blood, Lord. Blessed are you, Jesus, Redeemer of mankind. You did not hesitate to undergo your passion and death. To redeem us by your precious blood. Save those you you have have redeemed redeemed by your your blood, blood, Lord. You promised that you would provide living water, the fountain of eternal life.
7: Pour forth your Spirit upon all men. Save those, Save those you have redeemed, redeemed by your blood, Lord.
6: You send disciples to preach the gospel to all nations.
7: Help them to extend the victory of your cross.
6: Save, Save those who you have, have redeemed by, by your blood, blood, Lord. You have given the sick and the suffering a share in your cross. Give them
7: patience and strength.
6: Save those you have redeemed, redeemed by your
4: blood, Lord.
6: Let us make our prayers and praise complete by offering the Lord's Prayer.
4: Our Father,
6: who art in heaven,
5: hallowed
7: be thy name.
6: Thy kingdom
5: come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven.
7: Give us this day our daily bread,
4: and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us,
7: and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from from evil.
6: Father, all-powerful, let your radiance dawn in our lives, that we may walk in the light of your law with you as our leader. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen.
1: Like I said, all kinds of opportunities for holiness this weekend. Morning Air is coming up in just a few minutes. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central, or on the app. Go out, make it a great day, and live in the light of the Lord.
0: Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org.